Wichita Podcast. Yay. I'm your host and executive director, Kim Cavell, with co-hosts Jack and Amy. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm a volunteer coordinator with my Club Wichita. Hi, I'm Amy, a volunteer extraordinaire. I help with some event planning and just some uh, background things that go on and uh, moving us forward. So. With so many things going on in Wichita and the region, we wanted to share this podcast with you to keep you informed and entertained and inspired. On this episode, we'll share upcoming events that you'll want to get on your calendar, reports from Open Streets ICP, the annual Walnut Valley Ride, and Walktober. We have special guests, Dr. Barbara Coates and Dr. Doug Woolley, joining us today to share an inspiring story and health tips that keep us moving through the winter. Let's get ready to roll. Well, welcome to our first episode of the Bike Walk Wichita podcast. We've been looking for new ways to share some of the amazing stories that we hear from our friends and neighbors around town. And also, this is a great opportunity to collaborate with Wichita State University. They have a, a communications class looking for a project, and we were looking to get started with podcasting, and it worked out just fine. So I'm really glad that they're able to help us with this. Yeah, special shout out to uh, our WSU students, Brett and Ryan, uh, for working with our podcast team to get us up and rolling. We're planning to drop an episode around the beginning of each month. And we might add some shorter episodes with some interviews or special features in between. So uh, be sure and um, subscribe to our podcast. Check it out. You can find it on our website or also on our YouTube page. And um, we'll be on uh, Podbean. Uh, the links for those will be in the show notes. And uh, Jack just ordered us a dual uh, lavalier. So Amy and I just decided we're going to take her tandem bike out. And uh, do we're some, gonna uh, we're gonna podcast from the tandem. Yes, yes, oh. I think that'll be perfect. So it ought to be entertaining, if nothing else. So uh, ever since we've started putting this show together and kind of the idea of the podcast, uh, we've been collecting segment ideas from people coming in and out of our bike walk Wichita headquarters. And uh, so far, some of those segment mm -hmm. ideas include upcoming events, uh, health and fitness tips stories from locals, because we definitely capture some really powerful stories. Uh, we'll have our volunteer spotlight, because uh, we have amazing volunteers uh, making the magic happen. We also have a Bike Walk Wichita Strava Club. Um, if you're on Strava and you haven't joined our club, please uh, search for us and join us. So we'll have news and updates, see who's uh, rocking that leaderboard uh, in Strava. We also will bring you product reviews, um, adventures from around Wichita, such as the art and parks and hidden gems that you don't know about. Amy and I like to talk nutrition and meal prep. And then we also have a lot of advocacy alerts and city news that are really important uh, just to keep you informed and engaged. We would love to know what you uh, want to hear about besides all those things that Kim mentioned because there's a lot. We yeah. have a lot of content and we can't wait to share it with you. So if you have additional ideas or someone in particular you want us to invite on the show, please send us an email at podcast at bikewalkwichita.org and let us know who you would like to hear from or what you would like to hear about. So speaking of uh, city news, we had a blast at this year's Open Street event that was held at the end of September. 
for those of you that haven't experienced Open Streets, it's a day where we partner with the city of Wichita and quite a few organizations and businesses to open up Douglas uh, to the people. We get to walk, ride, skate, and experience Douglas in a whole new way. I don't yeah. know, did any of you? Uh, well, you? the last few open streets that we've had, and really anytime anybody takes to their bicycle and gets out of their car, you uh, always hear the comment that they find so much more in the city when you're traveling at five or 10 miles an hour than when you're traveling at 40 miles an hour or something. So. That is just wonderful to shut down Douglas, let people really get to know the nooks and crannies of our main thoroughfare and the mm -hmm. heart of the city. Yeah, so, it really is our iconic avenue. I mean, there's there's nothing like Douglas Avenue uh, anywhere else in Wichita. And uh, we've been working hard with the city to, to try to get that redesigned so that it's more people friendly. I can't wait uh, for that. I know, We're, I'm so excited. So this year's event did not disappoint uh, the weather let up mm -hmm. just in time, and uh, our bubble wrap was a big hit. People yes. loved uh, riding Everybody over Everybody likes popping bubbles. We, we were cheering for them as they made the noise, make the noise. And they yeah. would walk, dance, and ride across the bubble wrap, so we'll have to do that wherever. I think we should add it to our bike challenge course. I have yeah. some from a package I just got, so Perfect. we've got some bubble wrap. Um, I heard the city's estimate for attendance was around 25,000 people biking and walking on mm -hmm. Douglas during those five hours, so... Um, again, slightly down from last year because I think of all the rain um, and weather we were right, having right, right before, but I actually liked it a little better because there was better flow and you could kind of get out and explore Douglas a little bit more. So. Easier to get around on, on the street, less people, less crowded there. Um, I know I've talked to some of the breweries and restaurant owners and all of them said sales were up significantly mm -hmm. um, because of the event and I think that's what's important is to explain that, you know, there's a few ways we can really support our local businesses, um, either yeah. increasing car traffic or increasing people traffic. Yeah. And uh, bikes mean business. They really that's, do. That's what it is. Bikes mean business. And I know so, so do walkers. No, there were lots of walkers, lots mm -hmm. of strollers, wagons with kids. It was great mm -hmm. to see all yeah. the families. Um, and the city is tracking uh, some of those sales records yeah. and receipts from the, these events. This was our third year, so it'll be interesting to see what the data shows. Uh, but when I talked to all the business owners, they were just thrilled uh, with the event. Mm -hmm. And uh, what really inspires me from that event is that if we could just connect with 10% of those people to join our advocacy efforts, then we could really transform Wichita into a bike and pedestrian friendly city. Uh, we could have protected bike lanes and safer infrastructure all across the city if just 10% of those people would join us uh, in our advocacy. Right. Our volunteers had so much fun at that event, taking yeah. over the intersection at Laura and Douglas. We had the bubble wrap out on the street, but then behind, uh, on, behind Douglas on Laura, we set up our info table, of course. But we also had our bike challenge course, a version of that. And that's a lot of fun. The bike challenge course lets uh, kids of all ages uh, practice their bike skills and we've got some cones and some ramps and some obstacles to go around and it's just a lot of fun for people to uh, to do those uh, that challenge course in fact we had one young guy who was on it for probably two hours and it was so clear that his skills improved by the end of that uh, the end of the time on there he was zipping around the course 
one of the obstacles or challenges we have is a teeter-totter ramp there that takes a little bit of skill to get over it. And the first time or two, he about fell, but by the end, he was just flying over it and getting ready for the next person. So that was a lot of fun there. The other thing that I really liked on uh, Open Streets this year, we met a young woman called Haley, named Haley. She came and wanted to show off her new bike and her new self. She'd been riding for about four months, and she's one of those people that really experienced a transformation in, in herself and what we're feeling, the way things were going for, just by being active. And so whether it's biking or walking, that act activity and the health of that um, is really important. What was fun is, as she described this, the volunteers sitting at the table all broke out in spontaneous applause for her. She just really felt a little embarrassed there, but you could tell she really felt proud there. And that's why our volunteers like coming back, why they keep coming back to help, is they really enjoy pe meeting people who are out enjoying the city's infrastructure and our parks. It's really rewarding. It's, it is really exciting to hear those stories and um, that impact that we can have in the community and how really an organization like Bike Walk Wichita, you know, we can amplify our power by joining forces mm -hmm. and really making an impact. So it was, it was definitely a great day. Um, it's a lot of work, but I, we had a great time and we met a lot of people. So um, we are getting ready to uh, work with the city on the Douglas Avenue redesign and they're getting ready to start putting down paint hopefully this fall. Right. Um, yeah. The majority of this project is really just applying paint in a new way. So from Washington Street to Grove, Douglas is going to be redesigned with mm -hmm. protected bike lanes, um, buffered by car parking. So we are not getting rid of any of the car parking. Um, it's just going to be improved. So that was a nice conversation um, to have with our business owners, uh, you know, who were worried about maybe losing yeah. some parking spaces. Mm -hmm. Even though all the research shows you could get rid of almost all the parking and if you increase the infrastructure for people, uh, your sales will still increase. So right, and that's that's the good balance for Wichita. Yeah, because the redesign is basically just creating a more predictable way for walkers, bikers, and cars to interact. And scooters. And scooters. Uh, yes. They will. They're putting in an extra wide protected bike lane, so the scooters and the bikes mm -hmm. will share, just as they do in Austin right. and other yeah. cities. Um, and then some landscaping as yeah. well. So it's it's really just about making it. You know a way a space for all of us to enjoy Douglas Avenue and in have a more predictable way to interact and a few other key uh, points to that design are uh, decreasing the speed uh, mm -hmm. that is a really important aspect mm -hmm. and doing a road diet so yeah. Douglas Avenue will go debt from this current setup of five lanes with one turn lane it will go down to three lanes with a turn lane mm -hmm. um, in order to incorporate all these separate spaces and according with our traffic flow um, and all yeah. the research that that the, should be just it should actually increase flow through the area yeah. the tra the traffic count can merit going to three, three lanes, lanes with a turn lane mm -hmm. absolutely so we are super excited if you are interested in getting involved in any of our advocacy you can sign up for our e-newsletter we have advocacy alerts mm -hmm. that go out mm -hmm. and you can also follow us on facebook twitter or instagram so amy I know you just participated in the Walnut Valley Ride, uh, which is hosted by the Prairie Travelers Organization mm -hmm. to support our local rail-to-trail maintenance and development. I have 
you know, been on doctor's orders not to uh, walk or ride for the past month or two. So it's been a struggle. It really has. She's getting the grandkids. Yes. <laughs> so uh, how was that ride this year? It, w- it was fantastic. It was uh, the first year that I had ridden the Walnut Valley ride, and I rode it with my boyfriend, and he's I have uh, an electric assist bike and he, our size difference is so much different. You know, it's like I'm 5'4", he's 6'4", so he's got way more legs than I do. And every time we go for a bike ride, we always have to decide whose pace are we riding? Are we going to, am I going to kill myself to keep up with him for a short period of time? Or is he going to bike slowly and suffer with me? And the e-bike just takes all of that out of the equation. I can just, we can just hop on the bikes and we can just go. And uh, so this Walnut Valley ride was really just a test of what was our pace? You know, when we go on a distance ride, it is much different than biking around town. Commuter biking in town, you have stoplights, you have a lot more traffic that you have to watch for. All of those types. Yeah. The squirrels love to play chicken with me. So I will be on the bike paths and the bike lanes and the squirrels will just run at me. And I, I don't know what it is, but um, so far I haven't hit one and that's that's been wonderful. I've had a few bounces off my wheel, um, but they seem okay. Oh my goodness. That would just, I would have to stop and like regroup just emotionally if I hit a squirrel. But distance biking, uh, with the Walnut Valley, we did the 35-mile ride, and uh, we Clayton and I showed up, and we just decided we were going to bike. We ran into our friend uh, Russell Fox. Hi, Russell. Um, we rode with him on the Wicked Wind ride in May, and we had a much slower pace. And so we warned Russell we were not going to be going 10 miles an hour. We were just going to hop on the bikes and go because Clayton's got, you know, six foot four of feet and legs to go so we're just going to go his pace i've got an e-bike i can just power up and we'll, we'll just ride along so we averaged on that bike ride i think our average miles per hour were 15 miles an yeah, hour nice and which is super fast for us and russell just hung in there with us i was going to say did you drop him or i know stay with you? we yeah. were so afraid we were going to drop him and that's why we warned him we were just like we're not trying to be antisocial. we just want to see what our capacity to ride is and he hung with us and uh, it was really nice i've always said that biking can be as social or solitary as you want it to be so this was pretty fantastic for us. I think that's such an important uh, mm-hmm. aspect of the e-assist bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't understand them or make fun of people who might go out Cheaters. and do one. Yes, yeah. that they're cheating. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's just opening up the biking right. world for yeah. so many more people who yeah. maybe have issues yeah. and can't and, go. And as because far. this was a ride in Kansas, we had to deal with the wind. So oh, we it's had horrible. like we had ten miles straight south into a headwind, and I just you know, put the e-bike on assist and just rode into the wind, no problem for me. And uh, my boyfriend and Russell were just riding along, pulling behind me. So that was a lot of fun. Um, every time we passed another said group of cyclists or something, I would just tell them, just tuck in behind us because I've got this electric assist and I can just go. And so did any of them uh, draft off you? No. Yeah, no, I think there's too much pride. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I, that was I was I was hurting their ego a little bit. So, 
Sorry about that, but uh, we did love this ride. We're definitely gonna do the Walnut Valley ride again. Uh, we, we love that it supports the Rail to Trail mm -hmm. and the Prairie Travelers. Uh, there's also, if you don't know, they have, they provide maintenance for the Prairie Sunset Trail mm -hmm. and the um, Andover Augusta Rail to Trail Initiative or ARTI. Uh, please stop by the Bicycle Peddler and tell Ruth thank you for all the effort that she does with that. Yeah, I know it's a lot of work mm -hmm. for uh, Ruth mm -hmm. and her staff and then the volunteers of right. those two organizations. You so. definitely want to show your appreciation to them because they may not hear enough of it. So. Uh, please stop by the Bicycle Peddler. Um, you can also test ride e-bikes there. I know that Ruth has several uh, different specialized e-assist bikes and some other things and the staff there are super helpful if you have questions about gear and you want to try things out. So thank you so much and we hope that you will uh, see you on that ride next year. Yeah, um, Bicycle Peddler. So I just saw on their Facebook page that they are doing a sock club. And so they have some pretty interesting sock designs, and they're uh, pushing those out, I think, two different kinds oh, of uh, designs a month. That sounds interesting. Uh, to kind of help raise money, and I know there's a lot of sock aficionados among mm -hmm. the bike community, so we'll have to tell Gary and others. Uh, Jack, I, I know you like I just it. got boring brown socks. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty awesome. Uh, but test out those e-assist bikes. They are yeah. so much mm -hmm. fun to... It, it's basically like having the Kansas South right. Wind at your back yeah. uh, consistently just to give you that little yeah. push along. Yeah, so. I, it, it cut my commute so much. You know, I went from com taking about an hour and 20 minutes to get to work to 45 minutes to get to work. And I'm not yeah. arriving all sweaty, not, you know, hot mess. You're enjoying the ride a little I bit. I enjoy the ride, so. yes. Well, thank you for that update. I know uh, a lot of us wanted to go on it that didn't get to, but I heard they had a fabulous turnout. It so. was it was wonderful. It is one of the best uh, rides I think around here. It's one of my favorites over you around here. Beautiful scenery. So, so switching gears, uh, it's been extremely hard missing out on all of these fall rides uh, and walks because there's been so many. Uh, we have Barbara here, and I wanted you to give us just an update on Walktober and uh, what's what. What's been going on? Okay. Well, during um, the spring, we collaborated with the uh, K-State Extension Service, and they have a, a, a Walk Kansas event that lasts for a couple months. And we decided to have Walking Wednesdays. So every Wednesday, we would meet at a different park um, throughout the city. And we had uh, groups of people ranging from about 20 to almost 70 people walking mm -hmm. with us that at different amazing. parks. That number of and people showing up. Everybody seemed to really enjoy going to different parks. Mm -hmm. You know, we get used to our routine and going mm -hmm. to the same place mm -hmm. or our own neighborhood. And they got to visit so many different parks. Yeah. So um, the Health and Wellness Coalition uh, called, proclaimed uh, October as Walktober. So we decided we would uh, have our walk our walking Wednesdays again, and they've been really successful. We're, we're using, uh, we're at the Chisholm Creek Park, and uh, we had our glow walk uh, down mm -hmm. the Arkansas River Path, um, and we, we've had a good time. I was also really excited about the Northeast Redbud walk, yes. starting at Palmer Physical Therapy, <coughs> mm -hmm. so that uh, Pam, right. who if you haven't talked to Pam, she is just amazing. She's mm -hmm. very enthusiastic. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, she has, uh, really good information and tips and uh, so yeah. um, 
Also, uh, October, just thinking about the weather change. Uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of use this as weather a time. Weather change? I know, right? Uh, In Kansas? Have, definitely have been experiencing some weather change. And I know many of us, actually all of us probably in this room, we like to walk and ride all year round. Um, we like to get out and enjoy, and really Kansas weather, you can, you, you know. There, if, there is no bad weather, just wrong clothes. That's right. Absolutely. So Barb, um, I thought maybe you could talk to us, give us a few of your tips about layering uh, for winter walking specifically, and then share well, some others for riding. All, all, all I can say is layering is the key to staying warm, whether you're walking, hiking, whatever. I'm warm when I'm, it's cold, I'm hiking that way. Mm -hmm. um, and having more layers just traps air in between that keeps you uh, warmer. But when you're walking, you can have puffy things and stuff on yeah. as opposed to maybe biking. So mm -hmm. I'll turn it over to you guys for the biking. Well, in cold weather biking, I know this morning I got out and it was about 35 or 38 degrees when I rode with a strong north wind. So it's just the same thing, a matter of layers. Um, underlayer is really important. I always wear a long sleeve undershirt that wicks away moisture and that is amazing at how uh, comfortable that makes it. And then just simple things like having different gloves, um, starting off with you know, a base layer of gloves and having a shell. Mm -hmm. And also on uh, helmets, if we're wearing a helmet, sometimes that can be hard to wear uh, a good comfortable hat underneath it. I've got one that I've had for years that covers my ears. Um, but being able to block the wind on your helmet as well mm -hmm. makes a difference. And so there's different things you can do for that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing about this time of year as the weather gets cold, is of course uh, it's dark season as well. Yeah. So being visible, whether you're walking yes. or riding, right. visibility is important. Absolutely. I walk with my dogs uh, quite a few, quite a bit in the morning, and we've got a little flashy light that hooks on their, their leashes, so we can be visible there. But just making sure you have something that can be reflective or or bring up some uh, have some light so that you're visible while you're walking. That's a good point, because when I drive out early, I see lots of people, we tend to wear dark clothing yes. walking, and that's kind of, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. So that visibility uh, aspect is, is really important. Right. Um, also, you know, when you're thinking of layering, a lot of us like wool or nat natural fibers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I, I, I think it's a matter of just experimenting with mm -hmm. what you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. I know, Jack, you like to ride in more of the street clothes, whereas Amy's boy boyfriend Clayton will... I get the top gear, yeah. you know. He he's not he's, performance materials. Yeah, uh, he's not quite into the you know outer layer of lycra and stuff, but he'll get the thermal bike pants and then he'll layer uh, um, some active wear pants, either from you know I mean you can just get active wear clothing from a sporting goods store or a specialty store like Eddie Bauer or, or wherever, and so that's kind of what he looks at, and and then of course there's our novelty items that we like with the women's biking group. Uh, several of us have these little um, bear mitts. They're, they're, they look like they're bear the warmest. They're the warmest. They mitts. are oversized mitten gloves that look like a big bear paw, and they are super duper warm. You can still shift in them. You can still brake in them on the bicycle, and they're just adorable. And, and they stop traffic. So yeah. when you go up to if, an intersection and you signal to turn right yeah. or left and people see these bear paws, 
Uh, it will yeah. stop traffic. Yes. You'll have no problem taking the lane and going wherever you want. Yeah. So, so that's uh, several of the women have them. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of like having the the big novelty bear paw mitts because, like Kim says, people when you go to signal and people look at you and they're like, "What the heck is that?" At least they're seeing you. You're getting attention. You're being seen, and that's the that's what we want. We'll be holding a uh, conversation or discussion on, mm-hmm. I think probably some Wednesday in November, the date hadn't been set yet, but talking about um, mm-hmm. how to ride and walk in cold weather, what, what kind of cold weather gear uh, do people use? So be looking for that, because you can learn a lot from different people who are, who are riding and walking. I know I ride to work most every day, and I've got to be able to appear at work uh, comfortable um, I, I'm a substitute school teacher, and those kids out front will let you know if you look weird. And so I try to uh, not look any how weirder. Do you, I was going to say, how do you get by <laughs> Not any weirder than I normally look. Okay. And so being able to roll up to a place um, after riding for 20 or 30 minutes, mm-hmm. one without uh, being too sweaty, or in the winter of just you know being so wrapped up that and, and closed, that's kind of a, a challenge. And for me, that's part of the fun of the sport mm-hmm. is figuring out ways to um, be comfortable while you're riding. And I've got a whole series of different layers and shells and things that I use. Seems like every five degrees cooler, I've got one other item that I've collected yeah. that I can use to be comfortable. It's amazing, you can be comfortable, I, I'll put it this way, I can be comfortable riding well below freezing in Wichita if I'm going around town. And there are plenty of upcoming opportunities to yes. test your winter gear. Yes, perfect segue. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's almost like we've done this before. Uh, we have a lot of upcoming events. Um, our Bike Walk Wichita volunteers plan events, and so do our, our cycling instructors. So our calendar is full. Um, we actually, Jack, you have a really exciting ride uh, coming up just here, just in a couple days. Exactly. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess you're not even packed yet. But, uh, I'll be ready. I'm almost always packed for camping. Okay, so tell us about your trip. November 2nd and 3rd, uh, we're doing an overnight. And we're doing overnight to Santa Fe Lake. And uh, we'll be starting from Bike Walk Wichita and we'll be riding the Red Bug Trail uh, through town. Um, part of that's paved, but part of that is gravel. If you prefer to stay on pavement, then you can go around 21st Street easy enough to get to where we need to be. And that worked really well last, Kim, Kim last year. Last Mariah year and pavement. I took yes. the pavement the whole way and we beat you and had our, our tents set up and we were, <laughs> we were kicked back relaxing when they rolled in. It wasn't a race. Uh, and for those, for those of us that are uh, that enjoy riding on gravel, um, that's a nice way to, to get started with it if you're not familiar, especially bike packing is becoming really common and, and more popular where people put their gear on their gravel bikes and um, go out and camping on it overnight. It's just a simple one night overnight, so you won't need lots. Or if you're like me, um, I'll carry plenty. I'm going to bring my stove and I'm going to cook a nice meal for myself out there. And it's fun just to be able to uh, go out and sleep in a tent, even though we're not very far. Once the sun goes down, you just feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere out there at at Santa Fe Lake. They open up a special area that's for uh, walk-in or bike-in camping. It's on the north side over around in the mountain bike area there. So um, it's really pretty isolated and, and very quiet. We do see some wildlife. November, it sounds like, is that really camping weather? Well, with Kansas, you never know, but typically we've had really nice weather at the beginning of November, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a good trip. Uh, we also have a couple classes coming up on bike maintenance. So 
Ready to Roll is our basic bike maintenance class. It's going to keep you rolling out on the road, make mm -hmm. sure if you have any flat tires, issues with your chains or gears, that you're going to be able to identify that and do a quick fix to at least get yourself back home. Uh, that is November 23rd and December 15th, and those classes uh, do fill up. They're only $15 a person, so you get to bring your bike and actually get hands-on with the bike mechanic. It's a really good class. It is. It's a really important class. If you are out riding, it's, it's really important to know how mm -hmm. uh, to keep yourself ready to roll because uh, being stuck on the side of the road as you know, a woman, I don't, I don't want to yeah, have to call somebody. So, uh, Jack, you want to talk about our mentored maintenance class and how that's a little different than our ready to roll? The mentored maintenance class, we have uh, volunteer mechanics that will work one-on-one -on -one with anyone that signs up for that. Usually we'll have two or three people in the shop uh, maximum. So especially if you have a specific problem on your bike that you were to learn how to repair or even just general maintenance on it, um, you can work really one-on-one -on -one with one of our, our mechanics and they'll lead you through whatever it is you need. My, have... uh, my derailleur was giving me issues, you know, shifting and stuff. <clears throat> and so I went in and was able to work with them and just learn how the derailleur works uh, more that you know and how to clean it keep it, you know, functioning well, it was really helpful. At Bike Wall Quichita, we're really um, about education and we really want to help people be able to take care of their own bike. There's something really empowering about um, knowing how the bike works and how to use it to get around, whether you're riding it for pleasure, for sport, mm -hmm. or for transportation. There's simple enough technology that once you mm -hmm. learn what that little screw is on the brakes, for example, then you can set it so your brakes don't rub. Hard to guess at, but once you've had somebody lead you through it, then you'll be able to take control of, of that machine that you love to ride so much. So that mentor maintenance is, is a really good way to um, have that hands-on uh, learning opportunity. And those are November 13th and December 11th. Thanks. And those do fill up every single time. With only so, two or three people uh, per, per session. Yeah. Yes, it is one-on-one, -on -one, so you get your own bike mechanic and workbench for that, mm -hmm. that evening. And 20 bucks for the evening, and that's a bargain. Yes. Uh, we also have two exciting walks uh, and rides coming up. We have the Christmas Lights Ride. Uh, that happens in College Hill, and that is Sunday, December 8th. And we start at 6 p.m. Uh, in the parking lot behind Il Vicino's. We go out for a roll about hour, hour and a half. Um, and then some of us come back and uh, whoever wants to stay and eat dinner at Il Vicino's gets some good pizza and salad. Uh, but that's become a really fun ride. Mm -hmm. There's usually about 100 plus uh, people depending on the weather. And we all light up our bikes. Mm -hmm. And it's also, as Amy mentioned, uh, a good time if you've never, if you haven't ridden at night, one, it's a good time to get used to doing that. Uh, being around another 100 other yeah. cyclists helps provide some good comfort and also if you haven't ridden in the cold mm -hmm. um, it's depending on our weather right. it's usually a little cold but you start realizing as soon as you get rolling even at five ten miles per hour mm -hmm. you start to warm up pretty right. nicely yeah. so and uh, please decorate your bike yes because we are just as much a parade for the residents as we are in viewing the lights that they put on display. So yes, we've come, become quite the attraction. Yes. It's something to see, the, a line of 100 bikes is, to me, I just think it's one of the prettiest things to see, to see mm -hmm. a line of bikes going down the road, and especially at night with all the lights and the decorations, mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. 
So we also have our Christmas lights walk, and we are really looking forward to that again. Uh, this last year's walk had 538 people oh uh, come through. We were a little overwhelmed, uh, so we are planning big again for this year. And that is going to be Saturday, December 14th, and the location to be announced. Uh, we are working on some special um, extra touches for that event. Mm -hmm. So make sure you get those on your calendar because those are going to be super fun. And then finally, uh, looking at January, because it's just around the corner. It, it'll be here before we know it. It will. Uh, we always like to do our Celebrate 131 event. So uh, if you haven't been by Bike Walk Wichita headquarters, we are located at uh, South Laura 131. And so stop on by. We'll have details about that party coming up real mm -hmm. soon. But that'll really be a kickoff to our uh, 2020 uh, membership drive mm -hmm. uh, so that you can help sponsor and support our initiatives um, exactly how you would like to yeah and keep staying tuned to this podcast for 2020 events because yes. there's going to be a lot and we we add events um, as jack mentioned as well all the time so always uh, be checking our facebook page and our calendar if you want to see the latest events so i'm super excited uh, to have dr barbara coates and dr doug woolley in with us today recording Many of you know Barbara from around town. Uh, she organizes and leads a lot of our walks and fun events. Um, you've probably met her at Open Streets or um, at the breweries. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> She's got quite the reputation of following. I don't think so, anyway. So Barbara, as she mentioned, is a recently retired family physician and just a really fun individual. And so we have invited her in uh, to give an interview with Dr. Doug Woolley, because I've heard he has a great story to share with us. So I'm going to turn it over to you two. Okay. Well, I've known Doug for a long time as a faculty member at the KU School of Medicine. And we were recently talking, and he told me about his biking experience. And I thought it was a great story. And I wanted to be able to bring that out and let other people hear it also. But first, let me ask Doug just to give us a little bit of background about yourself. Well, thanks, Barbara. Uh, first of all, it's a delight to be invited to join this great group uh, as, a, uh, as a guest, and uh, I'm delighted to be able to talk about something that has really changed my life. Um, as a kid, I had a, a great little red bike, and I learned to ride it down a gravel road in uh, a suburb of Denver. And, uh, you know, I think back on my first rides down this <laughs> precipitous slope, how I survived, uh, but <laughs> it's... Uh, Great that I did. That's how we learn. Indeed. So I've been a gravel rider uh, from the very uh, beginning. Um, and I had a wonderful old uh, Italian Olmo bike when I was a teenager um, with Campagnolo equipment and all of that that my dad bought me uh, used. And I took that all over LA County, if you can believe it, during the old dangerous days. I was uh, bolder than I should have been on that bicycle. Uh, then um, in uh, medical school up in Davis, California, which all you know is a very famous bicycling town, I think it was named recently as the number one bike town in the country ahead of Boulder. Well, I had, uh, I bought in the mid 70s a uh, uh, top of the line uh, handmade Fuji America. and. I took it all over uh, Central California. And then career here. 
mm-hmm. residency, family, and I stopped riding a bicycle, except for rare occasions. And uh, then, decades later, retirement came, and uh, I uh, was out in the garden the week after I formally retired, and I got a sharp zing in the back, and I couldn't stand up, I couldn't walk, it was terrible. It took me a half hour to get into the house. Well, I went to my family doctor, and I went to uh, a therapist, and I started getting better relatively quickly, as usually you do with something like that. But I caught myself sitting crooked because of uh, back stiff, back stiffness. And before you know it, although the back got better, my right hip started aching. And it didn't resolve. It was um, a very discouraging progression of uh, pain. And I went to a very orthopedic surgeon and to his uh, physical therapist, and things weren't looking all that good. And I thought, oh, I don't want a hip replacement. Well, the therapist said, you know, we're not making as much progress as I'd like. I want you to start riding a um, stationary bike at the Y. And so I got on a stationary bike uh, as really the only exercise I could do. And uh, the hip started getting better. And the hip slowly got better and better over a period of weeks. And then I was scheduled to go off with friends to uh, Germany to uh, um, spend a couple of week with, uh, weeks with old friends. And we bicycled around there. And I was in good shape to do that. And we used the um, what used to be called a women's bike. In other words, right. a step, step through. through. And of course, as you all know, nowadays uh, uh, women, particularly younger women, uh, ride bikes with top tubes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more often than not. And old uh, and men, particularly older men, uh, often will ride a step through, and that's great. So you know we get away from the men's and women's bike nomenclature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I got home from Germany, I went out and I bought a really nice step-through bike, a 26-inch wheel. It looks very much like uh, the uh, Wichita rental bikes mm-hmm. yes. uh, that you see on the corners, the white ones. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect for me. I rode that all winter in all kinds of weather. Oh, very good. Uh, layered mm-hmm. uh, with good gloves, and I felt like a new man. And over the next three or four months, I took it out onto the gravel roads of Butler County, because I live uh, just at the border between uh, uh, Cedric County and Butler County, and I had a new freedom, and my hip continued to get better and better. And so the thought of having a hip replacement, and this was three years ago, or coming up on three years ago, the thought of having a hip replacement disappeared. And so... uh, that was really exciting. Not only that, but I got in much better physical shape than I'd been in years. Well, I'm not surprised at that story. I mean, I think so much of our pain is due to tightness in muscles and things like that. And being physically active can really make a difference. So I was really thrilled to hear your story. Uh, and I would hope that other people hear this and think, well, maybe there's something I can do other than take a pill for what is hurting. Yes, um, exercise is properly chosen and guided by professionals um, will always beat a pill or a surgery or uh, any other therapy. Exercise is the way to go. 
Now that um, Fuji bike that I bought in Davis some uh, 45 years ago, I still have. Oh. But it, um, for those who know the terminology, it is a slammed road bike. In other words, mm -hmm. you're, it's uh, drop handled and you are way down over it. I could never uh, see getting rid of it, so I kept it even though I wasn't riding it. So I modified it, put a, a longer quill on it, uh, that is uh, the stem that goes up to the handlebars, and I'm, uh, I'm riding it now. Hooray. Because my uh, hip has gotten so good that I don't need the step quill anymore. Do they make those little antique license plates for bikes? <laughs> <laughs> I deserve one, don't I? Old yeah. bikes are wonderful. Yes, Especially I, a handmade bike like that. Oh, oh that yes. just must feel wonderful to get back on that. It is great. And I, uh, it was designed so that I can put uh, 32 mil tires on it. Excellent. So I can take it out on the gravel, too. Mm -hmm. So I've got my uh, step through, then a dedicated gravel bike, and then my 45-year-old uh, road bike. And it, it is so fine to be on that old road bike uh, going 25 miles an hour yeah. uh, as if I was 20 again. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that is. Doug, I know that in your practice you focused a lot on seniors. And I wonder what kind of advice you would give specifically to seniors about being active. Well, since I've experienced the changes with my bicycle riding, uh, I still consult at various places around town like uh, Rossville, and I've advocated that they get up a bicycling group. Um, fortunately, quite a few folks my age, I'm 70, when they hear I'm uh, into bicycling, they say, oh, be careful, that's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I have to, um, work in a gentle way to try to help them understand that if they follow good principles, in other words, you know, be sure that they uh, check with their physician, uh, be sure that they pick a bicycle that's appropriate, like the step through I did before. And there are, and, and uh, um, Ruth over at uh, yeah. Bicycle Peddler, for instance, is very good at helping people with special needs. And so are the other uh, bicycle yes. shops here in all town. all our bike shops are wonderful. Uh, they will uh, help you pick a bicycle for your special needs, including the e-bike mm -hmm. or a tricycle, pedal tricycle or recumbent. Those are all great, so much better than nothing. Starting to see more of those recumbent trikes, uh, whether they're e-assist or not, mm -hmm. seeing that for older people. Um, yeah that uh, as we get older, I'm, I'm not getting older, I'm still 10 years old, but that's another story. Uh, but as we get older, that ability to be able to keep active and keep moving um, is really important. And the technology and the products available to us have really helped with that. So I know several people that are on, uh, that ride um, recumbent trikes, comfortable trikes, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be able to be out active at all except for that. So yeah. it's the a great opportunity. When, when I hear people, you know, when because I ride an e-bike, I get chastised a lot about it being a cheater bike. And I just look at them and say, it's not the couch. So Very I'm, I'm so. not on the couch and I'm outside. When was the last time you spent two, three hours outside riding around your city in and nature? The, the uh, e-bike, uh, the motor isn't doing all the work. No, you're you're have doing to, a lot of the yes. work, aren't you? I have to pedal to keep it moving forward. It does not pedal for me. 
So, and, and even just, you know, getting out walking and stuff. And, and a lot of it really is just, you know, a mental game too, of getting yourself out the front door. And I would also mention that you shouldn't just pick up any old neighbor uh, friend's bicycle. Mm -hmm. You should uh, have uh, people help you put thought into the bicycle you choose. Right, yes. Uh, for instance, if you are just starting, uh, that step-through bike is great. Yes. And um, uh, a bicycle that fits properly is good. That's a and, key. Bike uh, fit is key. Yes. And, and one that uh, doesn't have you... Um, uh, what we call slammed, in other words, leaning way, way over, but really? helps you yeah. uh, get a more upright position mm -hmm. so that you feel more confident looking around and seeing right. the traffic and where you're going and so forth. Yeah. So even seniors shouldn't be con worried about getting onto a bike if they have it. It can be done. But I also have to interject that if people don't want to walk, ride, walking mm -hmm. is perfectly good mm -hmm. for your activity, mm -hmm. and almost anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the, everybody worries and wants to live longer and be healthier, mm -hmm. and physical activity is one of the, the pillars of Amen. being uh, healthy and living to a longer life, and walking is fine. You know, it sure is, but for my particular right. story, yeah. I couldn't walk, so yeah. I had to run, right. yeah. and that got me back walking, right. because now I can walk yeah. again. Yeah. And, you know, I used to tell my patients, I don't care if you're playing tennis or walking or biking or whatever you do, just do something. Yeah. Yes, not the couch. Okay, well, Doug, that is such an inspiring story, and I think all of us agree. Um, but the whole biking and walking, you, it, it really makes a huge difference in, in your, your mental health, your physical health, um, and overall well-being. We are so excited that you could join us today. Thank you. Yes. Good visiting with you. Um, I know we have uh, our next segment is our volunteer spotlight. So as I mentioned, uh, we have amazing volunteers that make all the magic happen at Bike Walk Wichita. We are a volunteer-led organization. And so Jack, as uh, our volunteer coordinator, likes to kind of identify someone that's done uh, some extra special work around the organization and uh, give a little shout out to him. Yeah, so for, for this month, I'd like to uh, acknowledge Jason. He has been helping in so many different ways. I just looked on our database and saw he's up over 200 hours that he's donated uh, total so far with us. And it's only been about a year and a half. I forget when he started with us exactly. But he has he's a lifelong cyclist, I think is what it is. He's always been doing uh, riding and being active but been doing it on his own. And when he heard about Bike Walk Wichita, he decided to become involved, um, I think, thinking that he'd get in more bike riding group rides and things. We do some of those, but we're not like a cycling club. We're doing different kinds of things. He really stepped up in a lot of different areas. We had mentioned our mentored maintenance and our ready-to-roll classes. Jason is one of our mentored maintenance mechanics. And he does a really nice job on, on helping people, even beginners who aren't real comfortable or sure what they're doing on a bike. Jason has just a nice um, attitude or a way about him that he will guide you through and you'll be able to learn that. He works with our mentored maintenance and our ready to roll. And the other part that I'm really pleased 
Um, he's been joining us in our communications work group. And communications, as anyone who's ever worked in a nonprofit or other organizations knows, getting people who can help get the word out, that, that's hard to do. People want to do the working on bikes or going on the walks, but to do that background work of getting materials ready and, and helping in there, um, he's been helping on that, and especially with photos. Yeah, he's a really talented photographer, so you've seen some of his pictures if you've seen our Facebook page or our website. So just, again, another shout-out to Jason. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Jason, for all you do. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this first episode. I know we have. We've had a great time here in the recording studio at the Advanced Learning Library, which is a fabulous resource. Um, I'd like to, one, uh, invite everyone to our monthly Bike Walk Wichita meetings, which are always held on the third Thursday. We provide snacks, uh, EYOV, um, and everyone is welcome. If you can't join us in person, we always have a virtual option. And of course, we'll see you around town. A few um, notes from our first episode. First, comment. Let us know uh, what you liked. Um, I guess what you didn't like. I don't know if you want to hear that or not. Be kind. Uh, be kind. Yes, we're learning. This is the first episode. We definitely want to know what you want to hear about um, and who you want to hear um, on the show. So comment. Let us know. And uh, we'll enter you in for a drawing. A uh, chance to win a gift certificate to cover one of the registration fees to our, our classes um, for 2020. And also, if you share the podcast with a friend, we will uh, add an extra entry in for your name. So make sure you let all your friends know about the podcast. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And we will announce the winner, by the way, on our December episode. So extra special thanks to our podcast team of Amy, Christian, Jack, Seth, Donnie, and Alan for helping launch the podcast, and to our WSU students, Brett and Ryan, who helped guide the way, and again to the Advanced Learning Library for this awesome resource. Thank you to our city council leaders for helping uh, create this wonderful resource for residents to use. And we will see you out around town. Thank you all. Bye-bye. See you on the trails. Bye. Thank you.